Welcome to Cloudlandia, Mr. Sullivan. Ah, Mr. Jackson. Welcome to Cloudlandia. And I'm in my 70, 77th year, 78th year now, actually. I know. How does it feel? Now we're caught back up 22 years apart. Yep, so. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I was nervous. You know, I, I get nervous when you have it. You have an advantage, so I had to. Uh, <laughs> you had to beat I got that more. Back. Sl- I got more mm-hmm. sleep. I got more sleep. I exercised more during the during the period. But uh, yeah, and it, summer is fully arrived here. It happened in like five days. Okay, that's what I hear. Yeah, we had we had like seventy degree weather for. <clears throat> For about five days, and <clears throat> the trees took this as a uh, as an alert to completely fill in all the leaves. So, now, can we get uh, th- can we just get yeah. Justin to open the borders, please? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm anxious. I threw my hat over the fence, Dan. I'm I'm declaring it over and I'm doing the first live breakthrough blueprint here in oh, wow. Orlando in June. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to see it's a trial balloon, throw it out yeah. there. And, uh, we're just, we'll start actually today will be the day that the, uh, uh, message will go out. But I think, um, I think people are ready to perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we'll see. Well, we're still, uh, you know, because we're tried country, we have three countries to deal with. So we're shooting for October. Yeah. uh, First live um, workshop, probably Chicago. Uh And um, we'll see. I mean, yeah. um, uh, You know, what's really interesting um, in, uh, I was looking at, you know, there's kind of a, Newton's third law to um, big events. So Newton's third law is for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> the action was um, kind of almost like government martial law. I think you'd have to go back to, uh, you know, the Second World War, First World War, to get the uh, kind of... Um, government from top down just shutting things down and restricting people and uh, mm-hmm. rash, rationing things and uh, I said I wonder what the third law is going to be I wonder what the reaction is and uh, there's a <clears throat> there's a there's a website called Ballotpedia you know, ballot as in voting ballot okay. it's called Ballotpedia and it tracks uh, sort of things that are on the ballot for Americans, 50, okay. 50 states. And out of 45 states, there are 300 initiatives to restrict the power of governors and legislatures um, mm. to shut down economic affairs. Ah, the wheels of commerce. So I, found, I, found that, uh-huh. I find that interesting. Uh-huh. And the, the five states where they're not on the ballot are California, New York. Um, I know about New York, but New Jersey, Pennsylvania just uh, restricted the governor to 21 days that the governor can issue a uh-huh. closed down order. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then has to justify why. Uh, he or she wants more than 21 days. But my yeah. feeling is that um, uh, people will put up with things if they think there's a real danger. But if they get a sense that the rulers are taking advantage of this or one party is taking advantage of yeah. this, then, then it, I um, was shocked by actually the Biden backlash of the uh the tweet that changed uh, his whole tone where he it said basically, well, the, you know, we basically, the choice is wear a mask uh, until you're vaccinated or either get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. 
the choice is simple or something like that. Right. And yeah. that was, yeah. that put everybody, all his celebrity, uh, you know, endorsers over the edge to basically tell him what to do with that idea. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's been interesting to watch how one tweet can change sentiment, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, I, I, in, I guess uh, looking at it uh, from a slightly objective standpoint, there there was no, um, I, I don't think within a living lifetime, in other words, within anyone's lifetime, have mm-hmm. uh, uh, political leaders ever had this type of challenge before. Right. No, I think you're so, right. So uh, Rick DeSantis here yeah. is very, uh, I mean, his popularity just continues to rise with his, yeah. you know, that's it. We're done with, we're done with the masks. Like he's really putting his foot down that he's overriding. No, pass- no passports, no passports. Right. He's overriding yeah. the uh, local yeah. mandates that saying by, as of, you know, now it's, his uh he's declaring it over but then july 1st it'll be legislated that it's it's uh over so yeah. i mean yeah well that's why there's 50 uh rd labs in the united states so nah, that's right 50 states 50 states and uh you know the fair amount of uh, uh fair amount of power is given to the governors and um, legislatures in each of the states to try out different different approaches and then you know um, then there's uh, some leaders who end up as roadkill <laughs> yeah uh, yeah they they chose they chose what's it from uh, Indiana Jones uh, you chose badly <laughs> mm-hmm right yeah. Wow. So, um, what did you? Uh, where were you for your uh, oh, here. big transition? So you did you yeah, talk to the cottage or anything? You're no, the, the buggy right now. All the, right uh, now, right. Deer flies around, so uh, uh, you know you have to stay in the cottage anyway. So it's not mm. just going. But we're. Uh, uh, we have another plot of land that we purchased just yep. before COVID last year. So we're looking at, uh, we're doing a teardown. We have a cottage there, but it's old and creaky and not worth saving. So we're um, looking at, uh, we're going to get a manufactured, manufactured. Oh, nice. Some sort. And are, they, you, they, um, are you going to add it on to your existing one or are you, no, are no, you, no, it's a completely you're building a compound like you have, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's a completely separate and, uh, we can connect them with a path. Now we have a path yeah. from one cottage to the other end. Uh, oh, very nice. Now it's, it's, uh, I would say it's I'm just trying to think here, a football field. It's one of my standards of measurement. Uh, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. I would say it's 50 yards, 50 yards from one okay. cottage to the other. Yeah. Oh, very so nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, um, we chose wisely because cottage, the cost of cottages has gone up 40% in the last 15 months. Oh, man, I bet. Uh, yeah. 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 What's your take on, what's your take on that? Uh, um because uh, you're um, connected to very knowledgeable real estate yeah. people. What's your, yeah, what's yeah. your connect? I mean, it's kind of like uh, in um, North America. It's almost like universal. It's almost like. Uh, yeah, I think uh, who's going to win now? Like we're definitely moving into valuing space. I think that what this has done is it has folded out now the traditional one hour bubble around the center of the major markets. And it's expanded that to two or three hours now. 
where mm-hmm. there's that's within the go zone now where people are not, you know, and it's just like the affordability of it. People have always pushed to the edges because of, as you get further away, it gets more affordable. Even in Georgetown, um, we used to say back then, like back in the early um, or the late eighties, early nineties, when uh, house prices, what they were in Georgetown for a standard, you know, three bedroom bungalow, basically is you could save a thousand dollars a minute per minute that you were willing to drive further from Georgetown. Mm-hmm. So if you went mm-hmm. 10 minutes to act in the same house would be $10,000 less. If you were willing to go to Aaron or Hillsburg, it could be 20 or 25,000 less. So mm-hmm. that now, but that would have been the, the, you know, tippy top end of where mm-hmm. people would be willing to go because Georgetown <clears throat> was the last stop on the go, uh, the daily, you know, commuter train. Mm-hmm. So that you would drive 20 minutes to get to the go train and then take the train into the city. Well, mm-hmm. now if you don't have to, um, you know, be in the city, suddenly places like Cambridge and, um, you know, Stratford and all these places that are too far to daily commute are now on the table, right? Like now that's something yeah. where you can actually have a better quality of life, mm-hmm. bigger house, more space, smaller towns. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a resurgence of mm-hmm. the small towns because with Cloudlandia support, we've talked about this, that your outpost on the mainland is really, yeah. there's, you're not, you're not missing anything by being, you know, in the remotest parts of the country because Amazon and, uh, you know, other e-commerce uh, deliverers have you covered in that mm-hmm. you could basically get anything that's physical, you know, at the very worst case scenario tomorrow by the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that these small towns um, are going to really um, thrive. And especially with some property or places that were like Muskoka, I mean, good grief. It's so beautiful. And so, um, you know, that whole cottage country all the way from the Kawarthas up to, you know, your area mm-hmm. is all. Yeah, well, the school probably in uh, our area, which is technically Halliburton, yeah. you know, that's the nearest town. Um, it's um, um, They have a school there, 1 through 12. I think it's 1 through 12, or it's K uh-huh. through 12. And uh, in uh, March of 2000, 2000 so start of mm-hmm. the COVID period, they had uh, 600 students at all grade levels, mm-hmm. grade levels. And uh, when they started back up in September, they had 960. So it's a 60% yeah. increase, increase right. in students. And I, I have a suspicion it's going to hold um, mm-hmm. because um, um, the cottages, which are now being turned into permanent homes, a lot of cottages yeah you know, cottages for the summer are now becoming 12 month a year uh homes mm-hmm. and uh, and uh you know who knows maybe people have sold in the in the city or they've rented you know their place in the city um but it's really interesting because the school was totally unprepared you know totally unprepared. i mean when you have a 60 percent increase that uh that really, um, you know, that puts a strain on the school. Yeah. And they're worried about the hospital system because, you know, the hospital system is geared for what's been true for the last 10, 15 years. And all of a sudden, yeah. you've got this increase of population. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
But I, I agree with that. On the, on the, on our way, we don't take a direct highway. We, we don't. Uh, we take the Don Valley North until we get to. Uh, they have new a new extension beyond New Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the you know the um, four hundred four. I think it's called the four hundred four. Uh-huh. And you go up to. Uh, and then you cut across, and then you start cutting across through small towns and yeah. local roads to get to where we're going. And uh, there's all these um, towns where uh, the church isn't a church. The um, you know the uh, the, st- the stores aren't stores anymore. They're they're mm-hmm. boarded up, but uh, price of land and price of houses. I mean, and, um, you know, um, you could, I mean, somebody who invests in these places will, will do really well. Right. And, uh, yeah, we have super internet now, but we have Bell, um, our internet at the cottage uh-huh. is really great. Plus we have, um, we have, uh, Elon Musk's, the satellite, um, it goes oh, wow. right across, goes right across. So the whole area of, uh, southern Ontario, the southern yeah. up to you know way beyond Muskoka, really southern Ontario. That's right in the path of his his uh, satellites. So, so he had a very very good reception. So it's so uh, it kind of shows you that this is sort of a test area. Um, yeah, this this area that um, yeah I I don't know how far it would go up there. It's uh, I don't really know much about Muskoka. Are you really starting um, construction this year? Uh, no, because we're adding on to the other cottage. Uh, but okay. we're looking, you know, and it's going to be manufactured. Oh, right. It'll I got you. Right. Something that's manufactured in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they actually uh, do your custom Yeah, there's uh, some amazing. Specifications. There's such and amazing they, they things now. They actually construct it. They actually constructed uh, piece by piece inside yes. the, the warehouse, and then you give the final approval, and then they take it down. And uh, it's got a basement. This particular cottage has a basement, so we'll yeah. take advantage of that, and we'll probably build a new <clears throat> basement, and uh, then we'll, you know, have it brought to the site, and up yeah. it goes. You know, it takes about two, three weeks. Everything. Uh-huh. Say, uh, you know, and there's about 50, 60 cottage com- uh, companies in Canada yeah. that do this type of work. So it's very competitive. Yeah. I remember those. That was uh, Viceroy was one of the ones that was. Viceroy is still there. Yeah. Viceroy yeah. is still uh-huh. a big one. Yeah. Yeah. They had a great catalog, the Viceroy catalog. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Modern architecture. So, but it's really going to, uh, you know, uh, I, I just read a book that was written about 20 years ago and it was updated. It was called The Bottomless Well. And it's uh, written by two people who believe that the, you know, the whole global warming thing is, you know, uh, it's something for people who supported the Soviet Union to do now that the Soviet, Soviet mm. Union has gone. You know, and uh, and uh, what they they're talking about is that what you really want to do is waste energy, and that you don't want to conserve energy. You want to waste energy, mm. and uh, be- because really higher levels of uses of energy, like lasers <clears throat> and server farms and and, uh, and Zoom workshops. Uh, requires a very, very high level of refined energy to produce those activities. And uh, it's uh, it's so counterintuitive that uh, even with me, it caught me by surprise. And they said that there's absolutely no example in history of anybody conserving energy and having it work out for them. The, the big oh. thing is to always be using all the energy you have to create uh, more focused, uh, more, more focused kinds of energy, like the combustion engine, is a really, really good use of you know petroleum. Yes. You know because mm-hmm. it really 
uh, really refines things. And uh, they they say that uh, you know that solar and uh, wind energy uh, it will have its use. You know, if you have wind and you have sun, mm-hmm. probably people will use it. And uh, the the problem is that um, uh, uh, they keep uh, working on the technology, but if you use the technology like right now, it requires a huge capital investment, mm-hmm. which may be obsolete in five years or ten years. Right, so the biggest problem they have, and, and they use a lot of land. The other thing going against uh, solar and wind is that they use a huge amount of land. And uh, and so, but they're not energy intensive. You know, it's not a, it's not like the explosiveness of natural gas. And uranium is tops if you could uh, get over the, you know, the scare from the 1970s and 1980s and mm-hmm. get to using uranium. Uranium has got about a hundred times the energy and intensity intensiveness of uh, even gas or oil. Wow. Yeah, yeah the, US the U.S. Navy has had um, um, solar or uh, uh, uranium fleets now, nuclear fleets since 1953, uh, submarines and submarines and uh, aircraft carriers that are mm-hmm. all nuclear, nuclear, and they haven't had a single incident. Mm. So shows if you, I mean, if you have have it in the right hands and you have the right procedures. Nuclear, nuclear is really the um, is the real key. I mean, you're talking about the uh, extension of the bubble. Well, look at the Great Plains of the United States, or um, you know that you could put you could ba- basically create a new town anywhere you wanted if it had yes. nuclear a nuclear reactor that could uh, provide all the electricity. For let's say a town of twenty five, thirty thousand people. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's wild, right? Like the whole that that's what's really interesting is there's no we don't have a land shortage for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in probably anywhere in the world except for the major cities, which are congested well, only because Europe, that's where Europe you need does. to be. Do that. Okay. Yeah. 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 All yeah, of Europe because... are the cities of Europe. I mean well, not, not. I mean, it's, uh, it's very, very densely populated. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the low countries. I mean, you're talking about Finland or Norway or Sweden. Sure, right. They got lots mm-hmm. of lots of land, and uh, but they're again, they're again it. The Europeans <laughs> are again it. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, yeah, that whole. Uh... And they're they're going backwards. I mean, Europe yeah. is really going backwards because. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one thing is they have uh, they have depressed population, so they're losing population now. There's not. I think France is the only country in Europe right now which is gaining. Maybe some of the eastern ones, uh, Poland. Uh, Poland might be gaining population, but I think generally speaking, the Europeans have stopped. They stopped having babies about twenty five, thirty years ago. Wow. Yeah, I saw a thing on sixty Minutes where. You know, Hungary is, um, you know, trying to incentivize uh, mm-hmm. family you know, to have more babies, offering them yeah. like prize packages, minivans and, and uh, the like, you know, for just for agreeing to have more babies. Yeah. But they want them to be pure Hungarian uh, babies. That's the interesting Yes, that's the uh, that's the stuff. So, very um, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting. Well, it's a, you know, it's an interesting thing uh, about uh, um, you know. My sense is that um, um, as far as organization goes, probably um, um, governments are they. You know, governments that work are probably the highest level of human organization. And um, mm-hmm. um, and what I mean by that is that uh, if you have a state like Florida, and there's a sense that Florida is doing well right now. Generally speaking, when I look at the uh-huh. uh, when I look at the news from the standpoint of employment, the standpoint yeah. of 
opening early uh, and, uh, you know, opening the economy early during the COVID yeah. period. Yeah. And then yeah. Im- immigration, population going, population going up, employment really, really good, lots of jobs. Florida's a winner. And everything yeah. like Yeah. And, and I don't know what the, um, I don't know what the uh, law and order situation is in Florida, but um, um, you're you're probably okay. We probably are. I mean, you know, my sheriff, Grady Judd, right here in Polk County, Florida, is, you know, trying to be kind of like Sheriff Joe in Arizona that's become so nationally prominent. Yeah. So... Grady is a law and order sheriff and right. he will, he's constantly, he loves a good press conference and he loves when things that demonstrate law and order happen in Polk County. And yeah. he recently, they had a, a situation where someone fired on officers and then fled and they did a chase and which ended up in a um uh, at a lake where this the uh the guy who was fleeing you know went into the water in the reeds and was like you know kind of trying to evade them in there and they unloaded 157 rounds into the into the reeds and uh killed him and uh and in the press conference they were asking does 157 rounds sound like overkill and grady said well if we if it was 157 rounds i hadn't heard that number but if it was 157 rounds then i assure you that's all the bullets we had <laughs> we ran out of bullets he said <laughs> he said i want anybody to know that if you come to polk county and you shoot we'll at an officer and yeah. you run away yeah. is we'll shoot you back a lot and he said and i advise every resident of polk county to do the same if you're yeah. in your homes i said i advise all of our residents to have a gun and if somebody yeah. comes in your home, you shoot them. And it's really yeah. like just so unapologetically stand your ground. Like we're a stand your ground state where you you cannot yeah. be uh, you cannot be tried for. You can shoot yeah. somebody. Well, it's, yeah, it's, with immunity. It's, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. You know, of course, this is one of the amendments of the Constitution, the Second Amendment. And uh, more and more, uh, that's coming into play in people yeah. thinking about the future is the uh, document that was, you know, 1787, 1788, I think, uh, the uh, document. And the, the first 10 amendments were actually uh, the um, compromise that the people who wanted a federal government, they had to make with the people who were against the federal government. Okay, so right. they're, they're called the Bill of Rights. And, uh, you know, Madison, who um, was happy with the Constitution the way it was, uh, they, you know, he realized that unless they included these first 10 amendments, which are basically people who are afraid of a big federal government long way, you know, like Washington, D.C., or something like that. And they, um, they said, we won't sign, you know, we won't agree to the constitution unless you put these safeguards in. And it's very, very interesting that 200 and, you know, 215 years later, um, this is really coming into play. How farsighted the uh, people who put the constitution together. Because if you lose, first of all, because there's a lot of tampering with the First Amendment, which is right of speech, you know, and, uh, you know, um, uh, right of assembly, right of speech, and everything else. And uh, it's, 
it's a, it's a very, very interesting thing that you can see off into the future. But they, the United States is not a democracy, and a lot of people uh, don't realize this, that the official title of the United States is a constitutional, it's a, what's it, it's a, a representative republic, a constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you have a democracy as such in each of the states because the elections are with popular vote, which indicates, you know, that it's democratic. But the country as a whole is not democratic because you need the, um, you know, it's the total. I just learned something state. there. I just learned something. I didn't realize that. So the state elections are popular vote. Yeah. So oh, when the president's elected, there are 50 um, popular yeah, electoral vote college. Mm-hmm. elections. And then based on the electoral votes that the state has, those states are given. Uh, uh, but uh, like Maine splits them, mm-hmm. uh, they have um, part of the state will vote one way, part of the state will vote another. And usually it's two votes. They have two congressional seats and two votes go to the, uh, I don't know Mm -hmm. how many they have. Well, they have to have at least three congressional seats because you have, Mm -hmm. uh, you have um, uh, two senators, you have two senators. And in some states like Alaska, I think Alaska only has one congressperson, but they have two senators. I think Wyoming Mm -hmm. is that way. Mm-hmm. Every state gets two senators, and then they get uh, uh, congressional seat based on population. Population, right. Mm-hmm. And oh, this year, okay. they, they rejig all the borders because the census just came through. So there's only 435 congressional seats, and that's uh, an amendment to the Constitution. They can't have more than 435. Mm. And um, you know why? No. There aren't any more seats. That's all the seats. That's, <laughs> That's all we've got. That's the best. I love it. Oh, yeah, they man, we're the, out of room. They we're the, out of room. 19, 1920, I think Arizona, might have been Arizona. Right? Oh, and then they, they, and Alaska and Hawaii don't make, a, you know, they fit three more seats in or something. That's it now. No more. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. But, that uh, is so uh, funny. No, no, they had to take seats away when uh, Alaska and uh, Alaska yes. and uh, Hawaii came in. They, they reallocate them. Mm-hmm. Reallocate them. They only have they only have room for four hundred and thirty-five people. So ah, that is fantastic. Isn't that great, though? That reminds me of why the you know the the mother couldn't figure out why she cuts the end off the roast, but it was because the grandmother had a roasting pan that was too short to fit the roast. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. But 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 there's something very uh satisfying about that. Mhm. Enduring uh context. That's really what that that's yeah. the nice thing, right? I love yeah, well, so, that's uh, kind of our uh, uh, yeah. 25 year We framework. have a congressman, you know, we have a congressman from North Carolina who's uh, in the strategic coach program, he's actually running for Senate. He's going to uh-huh. run for Senate next next year, and he has to give up his seat to run for Senate. So there's a entrepreneurial risk, mm. uh, and uh, so, um, but he he would uh, he would uh, be in favor of your your sheriff because this is Ted Budd. I don't know if you've ever been in a workshop with him. He's been no, in a coach. Mm. A dozen years, anyway, and uh, mm-hmm. he's in the ten times program. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he has shooting ranges. That's his entrepreneurial business. Is shooting oh, wow. ranges. Where he's is got he? About, uh, North Carolina, western, you know, western part of North Carolina. I oh, gotcha. Okay. And yeah. and uh, great guy. I mean, I have a podcast. I have a uh, Zoom call with him about every six weeks. And, uh-huh. Uh huh. Because he's using coach tools to um, organize his election campaigns. He uses right. How fun tools. is that? That's great. That's, that's and he said intellectually that gives him an enormous advantage. Yeah. He says it gives him an enormous advantage because he runs his business the same way. So there's uh-huh. 
one set of coach tools for the business and one set of coach tools for the political campaign. And he said it really keeps him um, very focused and very, very simple uh, uh, at the political level. And, oh, that's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Good chance he'll win because he, when he ran for Congress, were 17 candidates to get the nomination. So he took about, he beat 16 people to get the nomination. And then he more or less was uh, unopposed. So he was elected in 16, reelected in 18, reelected in 20. And now he said, uh, now I'm going to go for the Senate. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be one of the hundred uh, senators in the country, and, uh, but he keeps the, He's got a. They have a way, of, you know, that he's he's got his business, and mm-hmm. and I gave him, you know, I gave him a pass on that. I said, you know, because uh, yeah, um, just an interesting experiment for a coach to have an elected. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Congress is uh, an exclusive club, really. Right, exactly. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. I wonder how, you know, it's an interesting, uh, thing. I saw a headline just in passing that they were eyeing a global tax and U.S. proposed 15% or something. Um, have you seen anything about this? Yeah, I'm wondering. Never, no, exactly. This is what I wonder about Cloudlandia as we move. Yeah. Migrate yeah. there whether Cloudlandia yeah. is always going to be a free zone. Yeah, I mean the UN is lucky that it still keeps its property in New York. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean Trump would Trump would have really liked to redevelop that property. Yeah, that's something you know that whole. Uh, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Dan. 24 acres, 24 acres, pretty mm-hmm. prime real estate. At least it was. New York is mm-hmm. have to come back a bit. Uh, have you ever been? I have. I'm not to the inside, to the United Nations. outside. I mean, I know where I've been to yeah. and by the United Nations, not in. Yeah. You know, Nick Nanton, uh, just to give you the, you know how Nick always thinks uh, big. Nick had organized an event at the United Nations, where they would, uh, you know, they organized an event, a summit, a leader summit, you know, name it something, the World uh, Economic Leadership Summit, and uh, did a workshop, a mastermind for financial advisors to come and speak at the, uh, you know, speak at the, the, United, United Nations. Nations. Yes, because they mm-hmm. actually rented the building is what it is, right? Rent sure. the auditorium there. So now these advisors would have the distinction of being and have the photo op. Everybody got to do a five-minute talk kind of thing where the whole purpose was while you're doing your five-minute talk, they're photographing you on stage at the United Nations at the World Economic Summit that then they would make this beautiful certificate and picture. Oh, I've frame one of those. I did. Of you. I did one, uh, but mine was at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York. With okay, Nick. there you go. There Black you go. Black tie. Yeah. Black tie. Yeah. And uh, Brian, Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy and I. Right. That night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Tracy. And we were sitting next to each other. And, uh, yeah. He had just flown in from. Um, Estonia or something. You know, okay, he, yeah. And he's older than I am. I mean, he's about three yeah. months older, yeah, older than than me. And he was still doing red eyes and everything. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was interesting. That that's kind of a neat uh, thing that Nick sees this, you know, engineering opportunity here to. Uh, create that moment. Well, his whole point is that everything that works for entertainment celebrities should yeah. work for entrepreneurial celebrities. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was his taking of a form that's well-known form in the entertainment world and just moving it across the border into the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. world. Yeah. And 
that's yeah, pretty great. Yeah. Um, Dan, I had a big breakthrough, I think, in the imagine if you applied yourself category. <laughs> now, here's the you, thing. You haven't, you haven't gone off the wagon, have you? No, 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 no. Listen, is I've, there's a loophole that I think I've discovered here. And it's all in the inflection and one slight adjustment to the spacing. <laughs> there's, it's the difference between, listen, when somebody's telling you, because typically it's usually a teacher or someone who's disappointed in your performance as what you're doing, right? Not a, this isn't a self, uh, um, this isn't a self statement. Nobody's saying to themselves, imagine if you applied yourself. It's somebody, usually a teacher or a parent who's disappointed in the, you know, your lackadaisical sort of approach to things that is saying to you, imagine if you applied yourself, which is almost really saying, imagine if you did things the way I wanted you to do them kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Or you did things like me, if you did things in a sequential order, the way I think about things, right? Imagine if you applied yourself, meaning imagine if I could get you to do what I want you to do. Well, in the way they're I saying, want you to do it. Yes. Yeah. They're saying you, imagine if you applied yourself, yourself, meaning you're, you've got to do this yourself, right? Now, yeah. I thought about it. What if it was that there's this way of magically applying not yourself as one word, mm -hmm. but yourself as something detached from you? Imagine if you yeah. applied so yourself. Two words instead of, yes. You know, imagine if you applied. Imagine if you applied yourself. So then I got yeah. to digging and did all the etymological research here of breaking down the words. And self was really the the most elegant, beautiful definition was very akin to your unique ability. You're special, uh -huh. the thing that makes you special and unique, right? And that, I think, is like who not how for the soul. Yes. It is who not, it's like, what if you, you know, uh, applied a way that is uniquely your way of doing things? but it all starts with your imagination more than anything mm -hmm. that imagination yeah. becomes the, that becomes the active ingredient more than the, uh, the disciplined execution of doing it yourself. You got to do it yourself. Yes. And this opens up yeah. the way for, uh, for who, not how. If yourself well, the, the, is, the, mm -hmm. the other, the, yeah, I think the other thing about it is that uh, um, what I notice is even people who have unique abilities, uh, they apply themselves to the degree that it satisfies their needs. Yes. But they don't apply themselves to get what they actually want. In mm -hmm. other words, they... Um, it's so there's the division of who not how. So yes. yourself is you applied directly to um, you being the visionary and yeah. then all all you know uh, labor is really provided by other people. Is really mm -hmm. provided by you're giving a vision and then you're yeah. getting other people to apply themselves. But even within the framework of the vision, there's the vision of needing and there's the vision of wanting. Yeah. So I think there's uh, there's uh, actually another uh, fine distinction there. And what I notice, and I really notice it now because I'm in real, uh, experimental territory at 77. I'm really uh -huh. experimental. Uh, and I often thought when I was in my 40s and 50s, when you're in your 70s, are you, are you as ambitious? And I'm far, far more ambitious now at 77 than I was at 47 or 37. Uh -huh. 
you know, like that. So, yeah. but it's all who, not how. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all who, not how. And the other thing is it's just based on wanting. You know, uh, you but know. that's easy for you to say, Dan, coming from a 77-year-old who's got that security of knowing that you're fully entrenched in your Canada pension plan to fall back on. So there's that, no, like, true. you know, that's easy for you to say that total cash confidence of your umbrella, you know? That is true. <laughs> well, the, not only that, but I have, not only that, I have OHIP. You got OHIP now, that's right. You're like covered. There's not really anything that could go wrong. Yeah. It's so, uh, yeah, that's amazing. No, you know, yeah, it's a really, have, yeah, I, I think you're have, right though. Because it's not about the, um, yeah, I would say there's a difference between need and want. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Because we look at that and it's like, um, you know, well, needing is a about comparison. Mm-hmm. Needing is a comparison with others and wanting yeah. is a comparison with yourself. Uh-huh. Yourself. You know, that's as, an interesting know, uh, thing. Right. Like, so my... My money, my core beliefs around money, if I think about the, um, even looking at my, I know I'm being successful when, that my passive revenue exceeds my lifestyle needs was my driver, right? And that has been true, but that, I think if I look at it, you know, if I parse it out or look at the outcome of that is that I've, I have a core belief I can make whatever I need that money, there's money has not ever been an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, but I've not been a prodigious accumulator of wealth that mm-hmm. of money. I've been a high income earner and I have some money, but not, uh, not an ambitious amount of money, you know, and I'm starting to see that now in the, you know, surrounding the, the, my cohorts, you know? Yeah. Well, just relatively speaking, you're way ahead at your age than I was in Mm. that category. I mean, Mm. the last uh, 15 years or so has been the big uh, wealth, uh, wealth accumulation for us. And, Mm. uh, you know, uh, and, um, you know, I mean, uh, we've got basically three prime uh, areas. One is uh, residential real estate in Canada, which is mm-hmm. you know, Toronto and Ontario. Yeah. And uh, for example, our you know our uh, uh, homes here in Toronto, compared with uh, let's go back to. Um, invested in the first time in a home in mm-hmm. the beaches and uh, you know but that home right now has uh, it would probably be a tear down people would tear it down or do something mm-hmm. uh, uh, we got it at uh, on two floors it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's basically two, two and, a one uh, bedroom it's great for us. Yeah. yeah great yeah. for us but you know right now though but it would be uh, I think probably 300% what we paid for it. Mm-hmm. You know, 93. So, and, uh-huh. so what would that be? 20, 29 years. So might be higher. Might be higher yeah. because there'd be a bit, there'd be a bidding war. Everything in the beaches is going yeah. above asking. Everything yeah. you see on the, on the signs above asking. So you get yeah. into a bidding war. And, uh, but the one in Chicago we bought in 1998, and we're up um, maybe 30 percent since mm-hmm. 1998. Mm-hmm. Because Chicago is um, not a growth center. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Might be now. I mean, uh, we're in the burbs. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been to the home. It's a nice yeah. home. And yeah. Yeah. But um, Anyway, and then uh, so we have residential real estate, and then there's the company, and we just take it. We just basically say that the um, uh, uh, the 
company's worth are uh, are profitable revenues. In other words, if they're at a certain level, we say that you could probably sell it for its revenue because we have no debt. And we're mm-hmm. even last year we were profitable. We weren't profitable. We were right at even mm-hmm. uh, between you know. Um, so it was a flat year, and we haven't had many of those. So right, and this year we'll be back. Um, um, you know. We'll be back to 80% of 2019. Last year, we were at 60%. Wow. Next year, we'll be 80% of 2019. And the year following, because we're at 400 right now for the virtual program. Yes, nice. The brand new virtual program. We've pulled in 400. Cloudlandia version. Uh Cloudlandia, yeah, the Cloudlandia version. And it's Uh really amazing. I had a... um, I had a two-hour workshop last Wednesday, and there were – it was amazing, the, the uh, group of people. And a lot of them hadn't even come to their first workshop. You know, they had signed up for a first workshop, mm-hmm. but they hadn't come yet. And it was uh, – you know, it was uh, – we had Taiwan, Hong Kong, yeah. Singapore, yeah. Malaya. Uh, Mumbai, Dubai, yeah, yeah, really, Ro- what a world, Romania, right? yeah, 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 and uh, and very, very interesting people too, very, very interesting people. So mm-hmm. um, we really are global now. I mean, yeah, uh, we've always said we're global, but we really are. Now. Yeah, that's neat. So now it's like is, there's yeah. the thing. That's really the opportunity is that you're, you know, it's like the, in the United States, Canada. UK and Cloudlandia. You've just opened up a fourth mm-hmm. territory, is what it is. I think Cloudlandia. Yeah. I'm I'm betting and on Cloudlandia, Cloudlandia will being the big one. Yeah, ten years Cloudlandia will be bigger than our um, yeah, mm-hmm. than all the other workshops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see there. I mean, Cloudlandia is almost as good as Canadian Pension. Right. Exactly. Well, it's an additional dimension. It's mm-hmm. additional. <laughs> this that's is great. Right. It's such yeah, a great time. But and thank you for that. That's an interesting uh, thing, you know, to look at the because uh, I've been really kind of looking, um, you know, as moving into Cloudlandia here. This. Uh, well, the other one is cash value life insurance, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uniquely good in Canada. Canada uh, in the, in the world has better cash value life insurance, and uh, you can buy it. I mean, if you're not in Canada, you can buy it, but you actually have to be physically in present present in Canada to sign the papers. Oh, interesting. You do. Yeah. So you don't have to be a resident uh, or a citizen. You can. Nope, you have nope. to be there when you buy it. Yeah, that's uh, you know. Um, um, Garnet Morris is in yeah. prison. Yeah, this is his one product for the last 20, 27, 28 years. Is wow, and they're the life biggest insurance. in the world at it, huh? He would be. I think as mm-hmm. an individual company, he would be the biggest one in the world. As mm-hmm. a financial advisor company, he would be the biggest mm-hmm. one. I mean, it's, um, it's, um, Phenomenal what he's done. I mean, he started it was just him and a secretary in yeah. 1995 when he joined Coach. And I think they have about 100, 120 in the company now. Wow. Um, yeah. And his CEO just signed, uh, you know, she just joined Free Zone. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. That's um, yeah. Susan, is it? What's her? Uh, Susan Kickett, Kickett. Yeah, yeah, we've met Susan. We've yeah, we've yeah. been in uh, workshops together, right? Yeah, she's a super, super manager. Uh huh. Executive. She, I mean, she's a partner, and she's uh, yeah. you know, she's a part part owner, and she's the CEO, and yeah, she's uh, she she and your sheriff would get along really well. Uh huh. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I love you it. You come back with spare bullets. I want to know why. That's right. I want to know why. That's we ran out of bullets. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's the best, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
There was funny. There was a uh, there was a I think a, a robbery and a murder in Toronto. And this I'm going back here to this would be probably around 1976, 1977, and uh, it was in the um, you know the eastern part of the um, downtown, which is sort of like St. Jamestown, and it was. Kind of a projects. These were the original Toronto projects. Mm-hmm. They were built in the sixties and seventies, and there were some abandoned homes there. It's like they were, uh, you know, it was an area that had been developed somewhat into big project buildings, and then they had this. And the robbers, and they were drug addicts. They uh, holed up in the in the, this house. And it was a standoff with the police with uh, probably five, six hours. And I think they committed suicide. I think uh, there were three of them. I think they they were, you know, they were really, really high on drugs and everything like that. And there were like 100 shots fired. Oh, man. Not one by the the police. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? I mean, just the the yeah, the different dynamic. Yeah, and you can't re- reproduce either of them in the other place. In other words, right? Uh, what you have going that's very appropriate for the culture and the history of Polk County. Yeah, and what Toronto's doing is appropriate for the history and the culture of Toronto. Yes, and you get to choose. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. in life, you get to. Get to choose where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. You so can live not, wherever you want. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to talk to your teacher. She's probably dead and gone now, but by now. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jefferson. You know. Uh, yeah. She. Um, she just had to separate um, one word. She just had That's to break it, it down is. into its two parts. Can you imagine though, Dan? Like what? And it's a fundamental difference. Oh, yeah. Because when you're saying if you apply yourself, it's like you've got to do it yourself. But if you apply yeah, yourself, when you, you're when you use the word doing things to it. Yeah, when you use the word yourself, two words together, it's almost like you're a number. But if yeah. you put a separation between you and yourself, it's like you're, you know, you're Shakespeare. You're, you know, you're, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very, very, it's the biggest very, very thing that drives it, though, is the imagine is that's the thing is what you don't do is imagine mm-hmm. because that's where the ambition can come in. Right. Wanting what yep. you want. Not well, ambition, covering creativity what you need. and yeah, ambition, creativity and cooperation. Right. It's a really I mean, it's a it's a neat uh almost like talking point in a workshop or talking point. How do you point, define you know, what so. your ambition is though, Dan? Like the, how do you, cause you say that you're ambitious, right? That, yeah. what are you, um, how, what's the outcome of your ambition? Well, it's growth. Like uh, mine mm-hmm. is totally growth. So wherever yeah. I am, uh, there's a bigger one coming up. You know, in other words, it yeah. uh, doesn't matter where I am. And, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I was thinking about it in relationship. We've, we've got people knocking on our door here in the beaches and saying, yeah. you wouldn't think of selling these three places. It's known that we have three places. Yeah. And uh, and people come to the door and we say, no, no we're, we're not. And he says, no harm in knocking. And he said, no, no, no harm in asking. So it's really, really interesting. But, you know, we're set here. I mean, uh, the, there's... Uh, but what Would you if we sell one? Would you that, sell the end one? Nope, nope. Wouldn't sell it. Nope. It's all integrated. We got the gardens all together. Yeah. So the big big thing is that every, uh, every year we're going to make a major new capital investment in the property that we have. Oh, that's a good idea. Gar- gardens and, uh, yeah. you know, redoing things and... Uh, everything and uh because i always want the feeling that it's getting better you know right everything i have i always want to get the feeling 
And one day, Dan, you're going to get that one behind you to make that pull through driveway. No, no, that's done. Uh, yeah, it's because, over. Uh, yeah, well, they completely somebody tore it down and rebuilt it in a brand new house there. Oh so, my goodness! Okay. So, so, and so I said, no, nope, no, nope, that one's over. Not tearing down. Uh, you know. Okay. And uh, you know, it's in the it's in the uh, it's in the real estate uh, road race now. Yeah, got uh, and, it. Uh, yeah. But it's it's great, and uh, you know we're going to completely redo our garages. You know they have these mm-hmm. kits now. You can put and really make your garages. You know you have all the cabinets and yeah, everything's right. really nice. So we'll do those two things. Yeah, but every every year this year we really really did we did an entirely brand new front patio with new plumbing and everything mm. uh, and uh, everything like that. But uh, I always want improvement being made at every area of my life. Yes. Yeah. I like what I'm hearing. Otherwise I otherwise I feel entropy is winning. Mm-hmm. That's I heard someone talk about uh, their philosophy is expansion always yep. in all ways. Yes. Always expanding in all ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and when you do who, not how, it really gets almost unlimited. Yes. You know, that, that, that's a fundamental breakthrough. But I think wanting and uh, the difference between wanting and needing is also, it's exponential. Needing, yeah. there's kind of like a endpoint, you know. And yeah. Howing, yeah. very definitely, there's an endpoint. Yes. And uh, But what, if you're who and you're wanting, who times wanting is totally exponential. Mm-hmm. I love it. So you held out. You held out for how many years? 30, 47 years you held out to get the right meaning of what your teacher had said. That's exactly right. And I found it. Now I'm going to, I need this, this changes everything, Dan. I'm going to go oh, back and I'm going to re, uh, reconstitute my, um, I know I'm being successful when. Well, you know, it's really interesting because uh, it just shows you the power of words. Yes, it really does. You're absolutely right. Yep. I, I'm a firm, yep. firm believer in that because literally I have been guiding my life for 21 years with those benchmarks, whether, you know, because I used to address them all the time. I used to be aware of them, but they're ingrained in me that I know I'm being successful when, and I've lived that for, um, 21 years. And I see now that, yeah. um, that, you know, it'd be interesting now for the next 22 years to get to 77, what would be, what, what's the possibility to have a different set of yep. guiding yeah, it's just like like at O'Hare, you've left the terminal, but it's going to be 45 minutes before you take off. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been in, uh, you left the terminal 21 years ago, but you've been taxiing. That's it. All right. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you on the, uh, on yep. the upgrade, but that's, yeah. When your, uh, when your, uh, breakthrough, uh, blueprint breakthrough, uh, so it's end of June, 2021, oh. 22. Now it'll be in Orlando, right? In Orlando at Celebration. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We'll have to see. We'll have to do a comparison afterwards of what you notice because you'll learn yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, I think it'll I, be I believe like a lot back. of people, I, I believe a lot of people have romanticized their memory of in-person events. I think so too. That, And I was looking like the reason that I, decided to do it for June is that that is literally the, um, that's an anniversary of it because that was yeah. the very first one I did was in June of 2012. And what's about right around now, you and I had a great, yeah. our conversation yeah. that was, uh, you know, you were, I heard unique ability in a different way than I'd heard it. Um, yeah. because it was a different way you were articulating it. 
and the result of that conversation was throwing the hat over the fence and saying, yep. that's what I'm going to do. And that was the yep. birth of the, uh, the breakthrough blueprint. Yeah. Well, I take this seriously because I find that, uh, I really, uh, you know, I really look at words from all sides and figure yes. out what the, you know, what, you know, is it a useful word? Is it not useful? Yeah. Word? And, uh, yeah. and everything like, uh, like that. And, uh, I, I want solid rocks under my, yeah, I want solid mm. rocks in my foundation and words. Me too. Words are very important. All right. Yes. This was great. Awesome, Dan. I always enjoy these. Have a great week. Okay, next week. Bye. Okay, bye.